Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick and I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Key Reese. I work at Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad. And yesterday afternoon, Laura and I were treated to a day of high tea and watching some Downton Abbey. My favourite part of that whole experience was you and I texting each other frantically before we went trying to decide what high tea outfits looked like. I don't think we really got there. I don't think we did either, but we looked fine. We looked fantastic. On the show today, how a legal letter from actress Eva Longoria confirmed TV's biggest behind-the-scenes feud. We know she doesn't have any criminal history, but the court wants to see what she's done in the community. Have you helped people? Have you made a difference? Or is it all about your money and your kid? And a new interview has shed light on Bindi Irwin's ongoing feud with her grandfather. No, no, I haven't had an invite to the wedding. And and to be perfectly honest, I, I wouldn't really expect an invite to the wedding. But to kick off the show today, Australian actress Teresa Palmer, who's best known for her roles in Warm Bodies and Hacksaw Ridge, will be starring as Melbourne Cup winning jockey Michelle Payne in an upcoming biopic called Ride Like a Girl. She's doing a bunch of interviews and Stella magazine had an exclusive with her, which was out yesterday. And she got really candid about the moment that led her to be replaced in her first Hollywood breakout role. Laura, what did she say? Yes, so this question seller magazine came off the back of a tweet that Teresa had actually sent out in May of this year where she wrote, when I was 19, I was fired from a job because A, I wasn't famous enough and B, when pressured to hook up with a lead guy by producers to have more chemistry with him, I said no and was promptly replaced by someone else. So she wanted to kind of really describe how working on this big blockbuster Hollywood movie role, which she doesn't go on to name, but Key has a bit of an idea of what she thinks it might be. She said that she was really young. It was her first big role and it just didn't feel right the whole time she was there. She also talked about the fact that she'd brought her boyfriend, who she was playing to marry at the time, and her best friend to the set with her to kind of have some people around while she was filming and they were both sent away by production and she ended up coming back to Australia completely broken and nearly left acting forever to go and be a a midwife or just any other job that would get her away from that industry. Yeah, I found it really surprising because just on looking at her, we kind of view her as this golden girl for Australia and and it seemed like her rise to fame was quite seamless but it's really interesting to know that even this kind of went on behind the scenes. I think the film that they are alluding to, or I think really clearly reference, but Lauren and I have different opinions about this, is Jumper. Um, And that was starring Hayden Christensen as the lead. So he starred in the Star Wars movies and a bunch of other stuff. And then Rachel Bilson was then cast as the lead actress. So obviously that's who replaced her. So she's from the OC, who I like, I wish that she had a bigger career because I really like her on screen. But they ended up having a relationship and a kid together. They're since separated. But it just goes to show that chemistry that they, what I think, were trying to get between Teresa and Hayden, TBD. 
they ended up getting with Rachel Bilson and they ended up having a kid. Yeah, I mean, look, it might be the movie she's talking about. You're right. I just don't think it's a very clear cut. Without knowing when these movies were actually in production, it's hard to tell if the movie that she's talking about having this horrible experience on with this actor and being forced to kind of have a relationship with him is Jumper because she's also talked before, like in the last few years, she's also talked about Jumper as a separate movie and how at first she thought, I'm on this like amazing big blockbuster with Hayden Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson and she couldn't believe her luck and then she said it just became really toxic, really sexist to the point where she was ultimately fired. At the time, it was quite widely reported that Teresa had just left the film really quietly and I think that got overshadowed by the fact that Rachel Bilson came in and of course she and Hayden Christensen then went on to get together and have a child named Briar Rose and they're separated now but that was the really big story to come out of that whole mess. So I don't know, like they could be two separate instances or they could be the same one. I think the big story out of that though is that she just had the worst time in Hollywood when she first arrived and no one knew it's just wild what you didn't tell because I was looking back and I'm like this happened in like 2004 2005 like that's not that long ago but I don't think you ever heard those kind of stories at the time like I remember being in high school then and reading all these about all these you know amazing young actresses who went to Hollywood and got their big breaks and stuff and that idea of like the terrible casting couch or being mistreated and stuff felt like so long ago. Like these women felt so empowered. I just remember thinking like how brave they were and how lucky they were and how glamorous their lives lives were. And I think we're just learning now that that's not the case. Like I'm sure it's happening today to all the young actresses from Home and Away and Neighbours who are going over there to get their big break. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Well, time will tell whether we'll see other stories come out like this. It is her older daughter, Sophia, who Huffman admits she betrayed, paying $15,000 to have an SAT proctor correct the answers on her exam, receiving a 400-point increase on her SAT. A generous donation will ensure our kids beat them out. How generous? 15000 Huffman writes, My daughter knew absolutely nothing about my actions. This transgression toward her and the public I will carry for the rest of my life. My desire to help my daughter is no excuse to break the law or engage in dishonesty. Back in March, the U.S. Justice Department charged 50 people, including actresses Felicity Huffman and Laurie Loughlin, with participation in a college admissions scheme. I remember when this broke and it was like real life. So wild. So wild. So Felicity, who's known best for her part in Desperate Housewives, has pled guilty and is currently standing trial with um, sentencing imminent. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. This week, her attorney submitted 27 letters of support testifying to her character. And this included references from her husband, fellow actor William H. Macy, and her former Desperate Housewives co-star, Eva Longoria, with some interesting details coming out about their time on the show. Laura, what did we find out? So what's really interesting about this letter is that Eva Longoria and Felicity Huffman obviously starred together on Desperate Housewives, which was a huge show at the time. It was a ratings hit. It won a lot of Emmys and Golden Globes. It was so good. Exactly. It was really good. And at the time, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama and a lot of talk about the actresses fighting and all that sort of thing, but they never really talked about it to an extent. And the fact that it's been detailed so meticulously in this letter that's part of a court case is what's got people kind of a bit more excited about the juicy details details coming out. So in the letter, Eva Longoria wrote, there was a time I was being bullied at work by a co-worker and I dreaded the days where I had to go to work with that person because it was pure torture until one day Felicity told the bully enough and it all stopped. Felicity could see that I was riddled with anxiety even though I never complained or mentioned the abuse to anyone. 
And then she went on to talk about how it did not go over too well with the others and Felicity was the only one to stand up for her in that situation. And then Mark Terry, who is the executive producer on the show, also submitted a letter on behalf of Felicity Huffman. And he said the same thing. He said we had a really big name, big talented actress on the cast. She was really impossible. She was nasty to everyone. There were so many behavioural problems with her and Felicity was the only one to stand up to her and also try and be her friend. So we kind of know who they're talking about, right? Terry Hatcher? Yes, because at the time, remember there was that whole big thing where it came out they were all supposed to have like a Vanity Fair, I'm pretty sure it was, cover shot, which is a huge deal. Those covers are very hard to get. And apparently they all arrived to set that day and they found out that Terry had gotten there early to pick the best dress and also had stood herself in the middle, again, allegedly got there early to not only grab herself the best dress, but also to position herself in the middle of the photo that shows she would be in the middle of the magazine cover. So allegedly all the other actresses called their managers, they all walked off set and they demanded that they wouldn't be part of the photo shoot unless Terry was put in a different dress and moved to the side. And if you look at that cover, she is to the side. Oh my God. And apparently that caused a big thing. And then later on when they left, like when the show ended, they all got together and put in for these big like gifts for the cast and crew and every other lead actress signed their name to the card except Terry. So apparently she was excluded from that. So I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of truth to that whole behind the scenes bullying thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, arguably she was the biggest star at that time to go into that role. She'd been obviously a massive 90s actress, Lois and Clark. Yeah, best show ever. I know, I was so, so upset good. when I heard that she was being a bully. I'm like, Lois Lane would never act like this. Oh my God, I can't believe we both watched that show. Everyone watched that show, are you kidding? Okay, I'm just making sure. I felt like <laughs> I was a bit of a nerd, but I was kind of into it. Um, I guess the other... In- um, interesting thing that's come out of this, which I thought was the fact that Eva Longoria was one of the lead actresses to not be nominated for a Golden Globe. And she also mentioned how Felicity was quite sympathetic to her and consoled her. And then also the pay parody, like the Friends cast banding together and how Felicity kind of went with Eva Longoria to make sure that she was also earning the same amount of money as all of the other cast were. And now it's kind of um, the tables have turned quite a bit because Eva Longoria is the only one with a big kind of blockbuster movie out in cinemas at the moment with Dora and the Lost City of Gold. So, you know, she's the one who's come out on top, which is quite interesting. But yeah, this college admissions scandal thing, I mean, all these letters aside, they all say lovely things about Felicity Huffman, but it looks like she, like you were saying, she is still going to get that month in prison, which is a lot less than Laurie's getting with probably 10 years because they pleaded not guilty. But in true Hollywood fashion, the Lifetime movie of the college admissions scandal is actually coming out at the end of next month. There's already a trailer for it. They've gone like full lifetime sappy movie on this. It's like no like named actresses or actors in it, obviously, because it looks kind of crazy, but it is there to watch if you want to watch it. Felicity will be sentenced on September 13th, so we'll be waiting to see what happens there. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Oh, I think it's important to everybody to know the truth, not just Bob and Bindi. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't isolate Bob and Bindi about that. I'd, I'd say the, the truth is important to everybody. You know, my view is much the same as any other parent or grandparent would be to wish them all the best, which I do, and hope things go really, really well. 
Mind you, I, I have no control over that. But that doesn't mean to say that I want to make that my ideas or my wishes public. From one feud to another, legendary conservationist Bob Irwin, the father of late crocodile hunter Steve, has given a rare interview to the Korea Mail to publicly set the record straight once and for all. A family feud has long been reported since Bob's resignation from Australia Zoo back in 2008 and the feud was thought to be reignited following the recent engagement of his granddaughter Bindi Irwin to um, fiancé Chandler Powell. Laura, how did this interview come out? Okay, so there's a little bit of backstory behind this interview, just so stay with me. So Bob Irwin says that when the news of the engagement came out, a oh, I won't call them a journalist because they seem like a paparazzi, some sort of weird photographer person, actually like came onto his property, trespassed on his property and was really pushing him to make a statement about it. And then Bob said he, since he refused to say anything, it was then widely reported that he had refused kind of with ill will to congratulate the couple. So that kind of all blew up in the media again. So now he's given a interview to journalist Leanne Edmonston. She knows him socially through a mutual friend, which probably um, explains why she ended up on his front porch having tea with him and his wife and discussing Bindi and Bob and all that sort of stuff because she was trusted and like known to him. So he says that he and his wife Judy wrote to Bindi and Chandler to congratulate them on their engagement and wish them well after the offending article came out saying they weren't happy about it but they didn't receive a reply. So now he said he hasn't been invited to the wedding and he doesn't expect to. You can definitely tell that they are friends on some kind of level, him and the um, editor, because the way that it's been written is quite... You know, it's putting out the fire and saying everything's all good. But I'm also in the same mind of if everything was good, why wouldn't you be invited to the wedding? There must be some kind of feud that's still ongoing. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something there. And there's been so much, ever since Steve Irwin passed away, there's been so much talk around the fact that his father had a massive falling out with his wife, Terry, and that's why it's happened. So he resigned from Australia Zoo, which he co-founded. I think it was two years after his son's death. And apparently that was because he was being a disruptive influence after a difference of opinion on how to run the wildlife precinct. And since then, he hasn't been near it or kind of had any contact with the family. So I just think also with like Bindi and Chandler's wedding kind of, you know, they're not going to be married till next year, but it is like Australia's, it's like Australia's royal wedding. Yeah, well, it's being televised. <laughs> just, it is being televised. Can I just say Woodwatch? They're getting married in the middle of the zoo. I mean, there might I be would animals pay involved. to get there. Would you? It might, that might actually happen. I'll try to get us media passes. Yes. Or we'll dress up as kangaroos and just hop on in some way. <laughs> I've never been to Australia Zoo. I don't know what's there. But. I have. You had to go when you were little in Queensland. You'd get to go on the on a school excursion. It's actually quite Okay, good. I missed out on that. I went, obviously went to a poor school. But we will somehow get into Bindi and Chandler's wedding. If Bob can't go, we'll go in his place. Yes. I love that idea. Go okay, us. this story took a turn, but I guess we'll just see what happens next. Thanks for listening to The Spill today, kicking off the beginning of the week. We hope you've had a great day. We love hearing from you, so if you have any topic suggestions, remember you can send us an email at thespill at mamamia.com.au. Also, we want to know what you guys are getting up to while you're listening, so please pop it on Instagram and give us a tag at Mamma Mia Entertainment. Did you know we also have a daily newsletter? It has everything celebrity and entertainment it's our best stories from the day straight to your inbox every single evening. So go to mamamia.com.au forward slash newsletter and sign up to Mamma Mia Celebrity. And while you're listening, remember to subscribe. That way you won't miss any episodes and remember to leave us a review. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.